Welcome to Season 3 of Multiclass Theater, now with 50% more class. Multiclass Theater uses Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition by Wizards of the Coast and contains adult language, fantasy violence, pop culture references, and terrible fake accents. But if two seasons of it haven't chased you away yet, then settle in and enjoy the show. Last time, the party finally found the Aarakocra village in the worst way possible, blundering right into the middle of ceremonial proceedings. The presence of Anka only made things worse because of the bad blood between the birds and the witches. Good thing that Mist was wearing a disguise. Some tense negotiations earned our heroes a respite in the village while King Akrataki decided what to do with them. In the end, Winley managed to convince him that five extra jackasses would be enough to succeed where the combined arms of the Aarakocra and the witches failed last time. With the time for war at hand, Anka bid her farewells and left to escort the Aarakocra back to High Moon. Bereft of their most competent companion, let's see how long our heroes survive on Multiclass Theater! The night passes. You all sleep remarkably well. Most likely it's the lack of sleep you've had over the last few days, and the various encounters you've had along the way. You wake to birdsong, and the somewhat sunless sky. You don't see anybody moving in the village. They must be off somewhere, or perhaps they're late risers. Uh, roll initiative. Let's see who wakes up first. <laughs> I like this. It's like, <laughs> not do you wake up, but do you get out of bed? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it is not get out of bed. She has not unlearned that habit yet. <laughs> uh, Winley is uh, 21. Uh, four for Desmond. Roton's an 18. Uh, 12 for Mist. Winley is the first to wake. So the old man is like the last one awake? <laughs> yeah, that's strange. That works. He did get hypothermia yesterday. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> That's very true. You find yourself at the base of this tree. I believe you put up your tiny hut. I did. Mm -hmm. uh, so you are within your hut. Uh, I think, is everybody in there with you? Yeah. For my Okay, so you're all still within the hut. You can hear the birdsong outside. It looks brighter outside. It smells divine. It's a really pleasant way to start your day. <laughs> I think it would be rather funny if, um, you know, when they sort of pulls back the the door into the, which I assume is uh, some sort of fabric, perhaps, pulls back, draws back the fabric uh, to listen to the bird song <laughs> and start singing with the birds. And I'm sure that <laughs> would slowly wake everyone up. And of course, she, she just has, isn't really thinking of that, her singing would either annoy or bother anyone because she's in such a chipper mood. It's kind of like Fiona <laughs> singing with the bird in Shrek. Something she, she's like gonna, that. So, so I don't think some... she'll blow the bird up though. That's not her Damn intention. <laughs> uh, but I'm not. But here's the thing. I don't know what's going to happen next in this moment, but here's the thing. If, if she blows a bird up, imagine 
like what kind of state that will put her in. Do you want that? Would you want to deal with that? No. Mindset? No. I don't think so. <laughs> Everyone I starts having a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, so I guess just when Lee starts to starts to sing with the birds and we'll see what happens next. Silway does wake up from that song and I think she opens up one eye and stares and her fingers are slowly drumming on one of her throwing daggers. Okay, a uh, quick question for you, uh, Winley. Do you leave the hut? Do you just do you go outside of the hut? No, no. I think I'm like I have the the, the door drawn back, and I'm sort of leaning outside of it, like I'm on some sort of balcony, you know, in my like sort of like dreamy state quality. Just and the bird and I are having a duet, so I'm sure that everyone in the hut can see like. My legs and my bootay, like, sticking out of the tent and not... Yeah, yeah. You all wake up to... Uh, Wenley, give me a performance check. Yeah, it's like, is it good or is it really bad? We'll see. I do have a plus 13, though. So we have a 31. (laughs) You wake up to an absolutely gorgeous melody that first creeps into your dreams. (laughs) And then slowly you wake to discover that, no, you weren't actually imagining it. As Windley keeps singing and the bird responds. Rotan wakes up (laughs) to this, this beautiful song, slowly sits up with a smile on his face, and he stretches his arms. And he's actually been drooling onto his marshmallow pillow. And so he, he like, then oh, reaches yeah. up and, like... Oh, yeah, the marshmallow <laughs> And, like, the side of his face just has, like, bits of marshmallow cake to it, and it's all sticky. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he, like, starts, like, rubbing at it. And he's like, oh, oh, yuck. Yeah, Sylvia's awake, but she is not out of candy bed. She is, uh... Just glaring out the door. Rotan is gonna spend a little while trying to like clear that off, and I think I think he at first he's like trying to like <laughs> scrape it off, but then it's all over his hand, and he doesn't like know what to do. <laughs> Looking with that. for someone to wipe it <laughs> on. So so he just like he just starts like <laughs> eating his hand, and then that's that's gonna be breakfast for Rotan. <laughs> he's gonna have a sugar crash in like. Two hours, but it's going to be fine. The downside of not having Grouper around. Oh, I'll yes. lick your fingers off for you, sir. <laughs> Actual protein. Uh, Mist's first action upon waking is to grab his hat and reestablish his disguise as Smokewing. Because that still seems preferable to Tsubashi. Probably, yes. And then, uh, at long last, Desmond wakes. I just keep picturing him thinking he got the marshmallow out but like bits of it are just stuck in his beard at all places like like an oblivious old man and i just imagine like i just have this this image of him waking up marshmallow stuck to his beard and just being like winley what a gorgeous melody you've been holding out on us just beard full of marshmallow would this be a possibility for a um a snow white moment that when she starts to sing copious amounts of woodland creatures come up to the tent. And when I say woodland creatures, I specifically mean raccoons. 
unfortunately, um, it, you could have birds, but Why? this far up, this far up in the trees, uh, there aren't really any raccoons. Um, uh, sadly, I think probably the Aracocra may have caught and eaten any that they discovered up here. <laughs> Because uh, they are raptors, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's uh. you're not going to find any. <laughs> Adam's here. like, I, success. I like him better already. <laughs> okay. Why don't you give me an animal handling check? I will give you advantage to see just how many birds that you've drawn to your um, in your concert. It's just eleven. Eleven birds. 11 birds. No, you get, uh, you get like three birds that come and are hanging out in the, on the branches of the small underbrush beneath the sequoia. Well, would you all like to come in? I have copious amounts of marshmallows for you all. <laughs> There's a wonderful man I'd love you to meet. He's right over there. <laughs> Two of the birds take you up on that offer. And they fly into the tent. <laughs> oh, hey, look, Winley caught breakfast. <laughs> you touch them, you die. <laughs> <laughs> Winley pulls out her dried fruit collection uh, that's been in her pack and sort of just puts her hand out for them to pick a chunk, whichever they'd like. And they fly over and land on your hand and start nibbling at the dried fruit. <laughs> Are you all out of jerky? Did you feed all that to Concord? <laughs> Mind your own business. <laughs> Mind your own business. Uh, it's all well until Concord really truly develops the taste for human blood. <laughs> all right. Well, um, what is our what is our next step here? I guess now the Tonka's gone, and now that we've met with the the king, um, what 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 are we? What's the next course of action? I vote we sleep in. And Sylvia like <laughs> rolls over and pulls a blanket on top of her and puts her arm over her eyes. No complaints there. I almost died yesterday, so... We could. And understand, uh, I'm, I'm just pitching this idea out there, but we could knock on the front door of, uh, of Lord Starge's uh, uh, castle... Yes, we could do that. We could. If we could do that. That is a thing that we could do. Any other thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> but we'll keep it in mind. We'll we'll keep. Let's let's make a let's make a um. You know, there are no bad ideas. Let's when, make a pros and cons list. Sleeping in though. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say we weren't really left with um much advice. As um, I did ask for advice, and she said, "You'll know," and I don't know when that will be. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're we're coordinating here for they're they're going after the citadel to draw Starge's attention away from his castle, so that we can sneak in and you know. But um, we didn't coordinate on when that's going to happen, <laughs> right? So nope. So so do we just hang, hang out here and then, oh, oh, there's a signal. Hope we can get to the castle in time. Or do we go hang out around the castle, hope we don't get spotted, but at least then we're there when things go down. I like that second option. Without knocking mm -hmm. on the door? 
Sounds well, reasonable. Well, who has invisibility? I mean... Silly raises her hand. I believe <laughs> She's I still do. sleeping and just raises yeah. her hand. She's got, <laughs> she's got one arm over her eyes like this. And the other hand's like, no. Does she have like a marshmallow pillow like... <laughs> Stuffed to on it? Top yes. of her head. Yeah, she's like marshmallow over her head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think between the two of us, we could render the entire party invisible. Yes, I also have invisibility. So oh, I yeah. Think, I between. think um, this could work. I also have silence. That would help. Well, actually, it's not a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, Rotong, you can go first with that one. Ah, my pleasure. So we uh, go to uh, Stodge's evil palace thing, perhaps, and uh, scout it out. Perhaps. I think we're getting one major factor here. We came looking for an ancient named Endu, and we seem to be very focused on this Starge fellow. I do not follow. Remember the man who was trying to destroy the source of all magic? Yeah, no, no, no. No, we haven't forgotten. Let me rephrase that. I haven't forgotten that, but we have set this other thing in motion. And if we bail on this now, I mean, you saw how hard it was to get the witches and the Aarakocra to team up a second time. Like, if if we abandon this and it goes to shit because it will, if we abandon it, uh, it's not a guarantee it's not going to go to shit with us involved. But the point is, like, that is a that is a rift that is that becomes like permanent. No, I, I, I am not in favor of abandoning our, our promises that we made, but I don't want to lose track of the larger purpose for why we are here. Okay, so where 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 is Endu? My guess is going to be somewhere near the witch, who is the only agent on this entire island, who is supposedly well protected, but... What are, what are his goals exactly? He, he wants to... He wants to murder an ancient and place yeah, their body covered in ruins near a, spot, a source of power. And, and, she, and she is well protected. And who else on this island hates her? Um, that Lord Sarge. Uh-huh. And, and so, and so, how could Endu alone get through all the other witches that, that, that she has? Well, he did crunch a man into a tiny ball. Well, that's one. And while he's doing that, the other ones are stabbing him in his various holes. Um, so... That's, that's what I, that's not where I stab people. <laughs> in, holes. in his holes. Help! <laughs> Why? That's a very vivid image. Well, it, that's that's the purpose of an audio medium. Um, so, <laughs> create viv- to create vivid word pictures. So, so my my point is that it would stand to reason. If I knew I had an army of witches that I had to get through to get to my target, I might look to recruit an army to help me do that, such as the asshole on this island who also hates witches. So it's a fair point. I, I think it's I think this is sort of a converging plot line sort of thing. So you think there's a good chance that Endu is found inside this uh this Lord Sarge's castle or somewhere in the vicinity of his army. Yeah, I mean he could for all we know they're having a chat right now and and Endu's all like, hey, I want to kill the witch. And Lord Starge is all like, I want to kill the witch too. We should be friends. <laughs> and then that's, and then that's, you know. That was a really good Starge. That was really good. I thought so. 
forgot that Mist was here for a second and That's exactly how the Brotherhood's actor portrayed him. <laughs> You're really not wrong there. Perhaps you could it <laughs> pretend to be him at some point in our infiltration. <laughs> but regardless, as my brother as my brother always used to say, you kill the enemy that is in front of you first. <laughs> it's it's a bit of a metaphor, you see. Is it, though? No, I, I, I actually do follow you on this Because one. he's not actually in front of us. Right. Well, okay. he is just in a, in a great distance in front of us. We just turn in the right direction, and then he's in front of us, just way far away. Oh, so, yes. So it's not a metaphor, then. <laughs> Can be both. It seems that this... This this Starge seems to be something of, of the greatest source of power on this island, and then it makes sense that Endu would be drawn to places of great power. Well, actually, I believe Endu is drawn to places of great suffering. He ah. looks for a, a place of a place of power which is created by years of suffering. Which I'm guessing this entire island is full of years of suffering, but mm. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure I have in my notes somewhere something about suffering happening at Castle Starge, although I could be wrong. That sounds like a place of power type situation. Alright then, sounds like we're all in the same same mind here. We go to Castle Starge, we look for a place of power, we look for an ancient evil wizard, and then we kill them all, I think. Like what heroes do. Kill them all. Yes! As the group of you are in conversation and deciding on next steps, the hut above your head disappears. Oh. What? Thank you. It only has a certain limited duration, so you have exceeded that, the hut is gone. So you find yourselves laying out in the open, even though there's not a whole lot of light, it is a little startling. Ah, well, good morning, everyone. Uh, it's been brighter than it was. Does this mean the marshmallow is gone from Rotan's face? Uh, hmm, interesting question. Uh, No. It is gone from everywhere else, but not on Rotom's face or Desmond's face. This is actually probably, this is probably for the best, because he has eaten some of it now at this point as well. Yes. (laughs) Suddenly his stomach is empty again. Suddenly his stomach is empty. I'm not imagining Silway's on a bed that just suddenly poofs out of existence. She falls about two feet. Yes, <laughs> falls down to the ground to a very rude awakening. And when the hut disappears, the two little birdies fly off to roost in the trees. Goodbye. <laughs> They're my friends. What are their names? <laughs> Lunch and dinner. <gasps> Mist. Odd names for birds. <laughs> <laughs> their names are Thimble and Tic Tac. So suck it, Mist. The group of you pack up your belongings. Some of you take longer than others, and you gather all your equipment together, hoist your packs on, and you find yourselves standing beneath this sequoia tree. You still haven't seen any of the Aarakocra, which seems a little odd. Oh, hello! Is anyone there? I was going to say we should find someone to ask, but Rotan has already taken it upon himself. Well done. There is no response, Rotan. I see a new challenge ahead of us. Can we see Sturge's fortress from here? Yes. Can. You can see it like hazily. Sort of think about Return of the King when they're in Minas Tirith looking out at Mordor. It's a good distance away. 
but you can see it in the distance. Oh, what are we waiting for? As you're about to descend, or search for a way down, Silway, you see something in the sky streaking towards you. As the shape gets closer, you realize it is a witch. Ah, good news. The witches have come to deliver a message, perhaps? Great, we'll have to make any decisions for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> With a dramatic flourish, the witch lands before you. And she looks at the group of you and peers over the edge and then says, Were you just going to jump? Well, yeah. Um, well, actually, we were going to feather fall. That's better than it jumping. It does not seem wise. Okay. I would have just walked down. Yes, but you're going... I swear. Um, and all of you were... Never mind. My name is Hypatia. I come with words of instruction from the Witch Queen. It is time for you to depart. So... This was perfect timing, wasn't it, everyone? That's what we were going to do. Yes, but but, what was your plan? To just go and knock on the front door? Invisibly. (laughs) Invisibly knock, and then what, run away when they open it or try to sneak inside? Like there's nothing there that can see? Well, it was on the board. It was something we were considering. We had a list of pros and cons that we were going to make. It's it's more get in the vicinity and and be ready then when we get some kind of more concrete signal that it's... We we, we were still in the process of brainstorming, weren't we, everyone? Yes. (laughs) Thank the moon that I have arrived in time. Now come, walk this way. Over to the other side. Mist mimics her walk as she... <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was coming. I'm not an expert on falling, but I would think that trees would help to uh, cushion the impact, perhaps. Roton, I, I have Featherfall. Did no one hear me before? I have Featherfall for myself and five other people. What, what, what does that do? To fall like a feather. Oh, the I you know. Oh. It's sort of self-explanatory. Excellent. Well, that's all very good. Roton steps off the edge. Wow, is this getting back at Winley for when she was like, no, and she pulled the lever? No, it's just I don't, Roton. I don't think so. I think Winley could kill him right now if she wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, does anyone else want Featherfall? Because I'm going down in five seconds. <laughs> five seconds? He'll be at the ground five. in five seconds. Well, he made up his mind. <laughs> Start rolling up new character, Adam, because you're about to take falling damage. <laughs> Just a little. Four. Anyone gonna do anything to yeah. help Roton? Silway go. Silway goes no, to the edge. Don't. No. Yes. <laughs> Silway walks up to the edge and like turns. To, she's facing backwards and then like falls backwards over the edge. Just theatrically for no reason, and then cast Featherfall on herself and Roton. What the? F- I am upset. <laughs> Desmond, let me cast Featherfall on you. Oh yes, no. please. I'd rather do that she now. Does look. <laughs> she does what she does and just <laughs> puts her back to the air and just falls. Winley casts Featherfall on Desmond. Mist as well? Mm-hmm. Okay, and Mist. Well, here we go. Steps over the cliff. And you, Kenku, you will fly down? Um, first of all, that's a really offensive thing to ask a Kenku. <laughs> Second of all... And uh, Mist will activate his uh, levitate spell invocation thing and just kind of step out over the cliff like Wily e. Coyote, poke an imaginary button, and then just 
slowly start descending. I I feel like Hypatia is just like I. <laughs> she she's really like she she literally is standing there like whispering to herself like, oh by all that's holy, just give me the strength to not kill them all. <laughs> After Hypatia says her prayer of serenity, she hops in the air and dives down towards the ground, arriving before all of you. <laughs> Even Rotan? See? Even Rotan. You can she's fall so faster. Smug. Well, she's not falling, she's flying, so. When you arrive at the bottom, she's standing there with her arms crossed, tapping her foot. Boom! Ground floor. <laughs> <laughs> Level one. Ground floor. Now, if all of you will see short inane play nonsense suicidal idolation and gathered around I have something important to tell you thank you for casting that spell Whitley (laughs) a Rotan gathers round Whitley doesn't move (laughs) at all yeah but before you get too snarky like how were you expecting us to get down the side of the cliff okay so that's the piping hot Earl Grey tea I was going to suggest you go the way you came and go down through the temple. <laughs> Back through like the really? flooded tunnels and stuff? Cause... I don't think it, it is not flooded anymore. The water drained out. Well, the only way we could get up was when it because it was flooded, so... Yes, but you're going down. Yeah, that that means falling. <laughs> this seemed to work just fine. Through the and tunnel. much faster. Never mind, we're fine. We're down here. It, I just... Enough. I don't like the switch. Jess apparently doesn't like you either, so... (laughs) Silvay's used to that. She reaches into her satchel, and she pulls out a small... I guess you would call it crystal, but it's unlike any you've ever seen. It looks as if somebody had taken the water when moonlight reflects upon it, and somehow captured that moment in solid form. So that when she moves it, the light seems to ripple across the crystal. This is a seeking stone. And she looks around at all of you, as if weighing who to give it to, and hands it to Desmond. Oh. Takes it, holds it up. What a curious little object. What did you call this? A a, a seeking? It is a seeking stone. It will guide your way. Through the Shadow Realm. We're going to the Shadow Realm? Shadow Realm, you, you said. Yes. That is how you're going to sneak up on the Lord. Ah. Oh, wonderful. This crystal has a sister. The sister is your exit portal. You will follow the crystal. You will not stray from your path. The Lord cannot see into the Shadow Realm. It is beyond his sight. But there are others there who mean you harm. Do not leave the path. Uh, like, w- what sort of others? The Chateau Realm is home to those who have lost their way. Those who have made packs with the Fae. <coughs> and who have, uh, how shall we say, not lived up to their end of the bargain. Less Akrikov. Their souls are trapped there. Their shades are trapped there. They are trickster spirits. They're malevolent. Ah. They will do whatever they can to throw you off your path. 
It is dangerous. But it is hidden. I'm excited. How do we find it? I will open a portal for you. You will go through the portal. You will follow the stone. It will lead you to your exit. My sister, Dorothea, awaits at your exit. And there, if we have our timing right, the witches and the Arakokra will begin their attack. And that will free you to enter the castle. Um, excuse me. Um, I don't know if you've noticed this rather large, um, emerald popping out of where I used to have an eye. Um, but I, I do have true, uh, sight. Is, would that come in handy while in this shadow realm? It could. I, it, I guess it comes in as handy as it comes in here. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I was wondering. I didn't know if it was shut off or no, something. No, you, you won't be able to see fine. In fact, you will probably be able to see more than the others. Which may not be to your advantage. And your your sister, you said her name is Dorothea? Dorothea, yes. Yes. You have, you have food, no? I have dried fruit. Yes, and the rest of you? Believe so. Yes. Bag full of rations. Uh, yes, I have rations on my character sheet. The journey should take you some number of hours. It should be less than a day. Whatever you do, do not sleep. And do not eat anything you find in the Chateau Realm. Eat only what you bring with you. Can, can we be attacked on this path that we'll be following? It is possible. There are many creatures who lived in the Shadow Realm. I suppose they'll try and present themselves in some sort of, um, inviting way, yes? Should we just make absolutely no contact at all and continue together? I would avoid all contact. All right. All right. Stay on the path. Yes. While you're in the Shadow Realm, and she looks at you, Winley, I'm sure you have seen those blue motes, those blue sparks... When you have dispatched the Death Guard, no? Yes. You all will be able to see them in the Shadow Realm. Oh, those wretched creatures. They should not be able to see you. But I cannot promise that. Whatever you do, do not engage them. You will not be able to hurt them. They probably will not be able to hurt you. But they can... Tell the Lord of your intent. I'm confused. So, uh, Stodge has agents in the Shadow Realm as well, this, this Shadow Realm. No, he does not have agents per se, but the Shadow Realm bridges this plane of existence and others. And the moats, the souls of the Death Guard will cross from one plane to another. And momentarily you will see them in the Shadow Realm, like a transitory light or something, I don't know. I am not 100% certain of the metaphysical construct of the Shadow Realm, you understand. But it's sort of a, uh, a dark reflection of our world, is what you're saying. Yes. Ah, will I run into a Shadow Rotom? No, it is not the mirror realm. I truly hope not. I truly 
Hope not. It is not a mirror realm. You will not run into versions of yourself. Oh. Been there, done that. You will run into the shades of <laughs> others who have become trapped there. I see. Who have, have sought refuge there, or perhaps sought dominion there. Very good. One thing to understand about the Shadow Realm. When you cross over, you will be a luminous being. Things will be drawn to you. And you will be the inner version of yourself. <laughs> this can take many different shapes and forms. So do not be alarmed if you look different in the Shadow Realm. Winley is here for it. Is there anything else you need? You have water, you have food, you have the crystal. You understand what you are to do. Well, there's no time like the present. R- R- Rotan? Yes. Rotan? Yes. Do you understand that if you see something that does not look like us in there, that doesn't make it a monster that you're supposed to stab? I think so. I kind okay. of wish she had not saved that pot for last. It feels important. Well, essentially, don't look at anything. Don't touch anything. Don't do anything with anything that Stay isn't on the path. us. How, how are we going to tell each other from the creatures in the Shadow Realm if we do not look like ourselves? We need a safe word. Signal. Yes. <laughs> Signal. Signal. Signal, actually, I'm going to go with that. Excellent. Uh, I like that. All right. Problem solved. Also, the creatures of the shadow world will be shadows. Ah. You will be creatures of light. Oh, okay. Oh, that I, like shadows I better. still think we should hold hands. No, thank you. Well, you could do that too. <laughs> this witch is like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> hold hands. Whatever. <laughs> I, I really hope when we get to the other side, her sister, Grothea, is like, Guys, I'm Grothea. Welcome to the other side. Okay, my sister. Oh my gosh, I know. She's just drama, 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 drama. I no. Don't do you guys want anything? Cool. I made cupcakes. <laughs> I was going to ask. Water? I was going to ask. I was like, is your is your sister as cold as you are? I was so close, but I thought, be better. Be better. <laughs> there was a little while where we had her teach the. The, the fourth and fifth year old witches at disaster. <laughs> disaster. <laughs> uh, she so. made so many of them cry. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, everybody. Anyway, um, I would also say that we need to enter into an um atmosphere of non-judgment, um, because let's not judge each other for what we look like on the inside. And all of that, um, because we all care about each other, correct? Sure. Of course. I was more so talking to Roton and Mist. I feel, I feel awfully singled out lately. <laughs> Roton, I'm a bit afraid that what you'll see inside of me you're not going to like so much, and then... You're not going to turn into a giant raccoon, are you? So, there is nothing else before you could depart. You have yeah. everything. I think yes. so. Um, follow the stone... I want clear on one thing. Yes. What is your question? The exit where Dorothy is waiting for us. Is that yes. outside Castle Sturridge or inside? I'm, I'm unclear it where we're It will be outside, outside the castle. Okay. At the forest's edge. My guess is it will be... There is the ruin of a village at the base of the castle. I would imagine she will find a safe place there. Okay. When you get close to the portal, you will be able to see it from a very long way off. 
much like yourselves, it will be very bright. All right. Sounds good to me. Let's get started. I'm excited. All right, everyone. Cue into the thick of it by the backyard games. Is there um? Is there something I sh- I should say or, or or do to activate this? No, you will see once you enter the shadow realm that the light will begin to move as you stand in different directions, and the crystal itself will sort of vibrate every so often. If you get closer, it will vibrate faster. You see Hypatia take four candles from her bag, and she sets them at cardinal directions. She then proceeds to draw a circle of chalk. You've seen this all before. She motions all of you to step within the circle. Once you're all inside, she lights the candles. She sits upon the ground, and she begins to chant. Silway is watching with rapt attention and paying very close attention to all the words being said in this spell. Ten minutes pass, and then a portal opens in the center of the circle. Hi everyone, welcome to the next in our series of solo mid-rolls. I am Amanda, and I have a special treat for you this week. An interview with one of our main characters, Silway. Uh, Silway, why don't you introduce yourself? Um... Hi, I'm Silway. I don't, I don't. What am I supposed to say during this? You, you already gave my name. Like, what else is there to say? Oh, that's that's probably fine. That's that's fine. Yeah. Um. So the the first question I have for you is something that people have been wondering since the beginning. Are you a rogue or are you a sorcerer? What kind of question is that? Obviously, I'm a rogue. Look at me. I'm wearing leather. I'm carrying two daggers. Look, look, look at my character sheet. 18 dexterity, 13 charisma, perception, stealth, insight. Like, look how many skills I have. Like, that is a rogue thing. I am obviously a rogue. Right, 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 right. I'm, I'm looking at your character sheet. I have it right here in front of me. But the, look at the top there. Rogue 3, Sorcerer 5. That doesn't mean anything. I just, look, look, look I only took those levels because, like... I wanted more spells. More spells are, are fun. Extra rogue levels just gives you like, ex, you know, more d60s on sneak attacks. Like, it's boring. I wanted spells. Right, right. Y- y- you wanted spells like sorcerers do. No, no, like rogue spells. They're rogue. Yo, I'm, I'm blinking. I'm shielding. I'm doing roguish things. Invisibility. Shadow blades. Those are rogue things. All right, all right, fine, fine. You heard it here, folks. She's a rogue. All right, next question. In season two, you invited Trevor along on your adventures, and he obviously had a crush on you. But then you kind of just strung him along for the entire season until eventually he left. What was going on there? Did you like Trevor? Well, yeah, it, I kind of. It, I don't know. It was weird. I liked, I liked that he had a crush on me, but I don't know. I've never really liked boys. It was, it's weird, like, for, for a while I thought I was, like, Celine, you know, but then after spending so much time with Trevor, like, I kind of started to like him. He's a really nice boy, and I wanted to, I liked having him around, but I don't know. I guess I don't know is the answer. You seemed pretty upset when he left, so that kind of suggests you, you liked him. No, I, I was, I was upset because he, because he left me, like. He left us, and and I didn't 
I didn't want him to leave us. I, I didn't miss... I, Alright, alright, fine. I admit it. I liked Trevor. I wish, I wish he had stayed around. Is that you happy now? So, maybe you should have treated him better, huh? I don't know what you mean. Next question, please. Alright, alright, fine. Next question. We'll move on. When you visited Tyr earlier in this season, it kind of sounded like you were gonna leave. You know, Soldal told you to go train. You, you almost did it, but then next episode, suddenly you were still in the party, traveling north. What was going on there? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I almost ran. Just like I ran away when I was 13. Just like I ran away from nightfall when things got too hot there. Running away is easy. It makes sense. It's what I usually do. But I'm getting tired of doing that. And I don't like being told what to do. Soldal has so many plans for me, and she wants me to be a certain kind of woman, and I wanted to be my own my own person. And if you saw that part of the visit to theater, maybe you saw the part where I was disowned by my mother. I don't know. I I wanted to prove myself. I want to be something. I want to be somebody. I want to make a difference in the world, and I want to prove to them that I... That I am who I say I am. I don't know if that makes sense. I've been trying to tell my family who I really am for my whole life. But they they only see what they want to see. So I came north to stay with my friends and stop running. Find out who I really am. And if it proves to them... That I am worthy of being in their family, or worthy of their love, then all the better. I don't know. Was that a good answer? I'm not even. Sure. I was kind of babbling there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you, Silway. We are running out of time on the mid roll, so why don't you read the that last thing that I wrote up for you? Okay, this thing on the parchment. Yes, the thing on the parchment. Could you could you read that for me? Uh, sure, sure, um, hold on. Thank you everyone for listening to Multiclass Theater. Um, I hope you've been enjoying the podcast. If you like us, can you... It would be great if you could rate us and review us on iTunes or Spotify or your favorite podcasts. What is this? What are these words? Is this some sort of ritual incantation you're having me read? No, no, it's just a, a real world thing. Like, those aren't spells, those are, those are apps. Just, just read it. Just trust me. It makes sense outside of your world. Okay, fine. Um, and if you're really interested, maybe you could join us on our Discord server, or send us an email, or connect to us on Twitter, Facebook, whatever the hell those things are. Connect with us. Maybe come watch me, which is kind of creepy, actually. But sure, fine, do it. Um, is that is that good enough? Did I get it all? Um, yes, thank you so much, and thank you everyone for indulging me in this crazy mid-roll, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Okay, thanks everyone. Bye! Each of you, one by one, step through the portal. You find yourselves in a dark and shadowy version of the world you just left. The sky above you has a violet hue to it, 
and the trees seem to silhouette against it. As you look closer at the trees, they almost seem to be translucent. Yet, if you were to touch one, they are opaque, as if they were made from shadow itself. As the last one of you steps through, you look back, and you see Hypatia still sitting in the circle, her eyes closed, as if focused on the portal in front of her. The world on the other side of the portal seems so bright, so vivid, compared to the pale, drab, dark place you find yourselves. You look around from one to the other, and this is what you see. Silway looks like nothing. She, If you look at her, you see a vaguely humanoid-shaped, shadowy fog. There is no... There's no there there. Signal? <laughs> signal, signal. Oh, good. Okay, so Desmond steps through, and you just see Desmond, except there are pieces of him missing. Like, half of his face is just gone. It's just nothing. And then, like, there's a, there's a hole, like, straight through him, like, in his chest, like, right here. Just, like, you could see right through it. And then, like, you know, a piece of his side and a leg, you know, and, and like half of his arm is gone. Like, just little pieces of him, little chunks are just missing. But other than that, he looks like Desmond. He feels so on the nose, but you see an eight-foot-tall golden shredded (laughs) epitome of feline prowess with a mane that is constantly being blown, even though there doesn't appear to be any wind. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and his, his, he's basically wearing like a toga, but it really only just covers the downstairs um, so that you can see, you know, the meat display. <laughs> it's covered in fur, though, right? Well, yeah. yeah it's not like just like muscles. a bear pad. <laughs> no, but like his, but like his, it's showing through the fur, like the extent yeah. to which he is like Idris Elba in Cats, but rendered better, I guess. <laughs> And but but on his on his back he is wearing he is still carrying his pack, but his pack now is adorned with it seems to be just stuffed with scrolls and books and all manner of, of written records of adventures he has had or will have or has even thought about having. He seems quite pleased with himself. <laughs> Magnificent. So Roton generally still looks like Rotan. He's he's taller, his armor is golden, and um, his his hair, which usually has a little bit of a like wave to it, that's been accentuated to to an ex- it's it's Johnny Bravo hair. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> it it has this sort of curl that's like g- giant and almost <laughs> ludicrous in size. And um and because I think, like, sort of core to Rotan's personality is that he thinks he's the tallest person in the room. He, uh, even when he's not, he, like, just never checks it. Uh, Rotan is taller than everyone else. <laughs> so if if Mist is eight feet tall, then Rotan is eight foot one. Eight foot oh one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all hair. <laughs> I have this... I, I think what's going to happen as they travel... Is Mist will start to see himself getting taller, and Rotan will continue to get taller. So by the end of it, they've put on another twelve inches. Maybe. Oh my god! Well, we're both large-sized creatures now. 
<laughs> Winley is a floating, plump imp mixed with a raccoon that is <laughs> malt, like jewel-toned, furry, multicolored raccoon, but in the form of a small, floating imp with a bow what? in her hair. What? Uh, what? Signal? Si- signal? Signal? <laughs> signal? Signal? Winley waves her um, uh, raccoon hands at you. Hello, it's me. Okay, okay, good. Roton draws his hammer. Signal! And like doesn't move her body, but turns like without moving slowly right to like gaze at Roton and and takes both of her little raccoon paws and just moves them at Roton. <laughs> well, Roton, I know we're going to be great friends. What do people think? Is it Winley? Yes, it's me. Now you understand why I get so upset when you make fun of raccoons. Because I am one. As you stand there in the shadow, you can almost feel the warmth coming from the other side of the portal. And that you fear if you move away from the portal, you're going to begin to get cold as the shadow in the darkness closes in on you. Then Hypatia begins to cackle. Ha ha, you're in my trap now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I take out the stone and I kind of just hold it out. <laughs> you take out the stone and you hold it out and you kind of start waving it around in various directions. And you notice as you point it in a certain direction towards the southeast that the light begins to ripple in that direction. Is there a visible path in that direction? The, um, not, not like a worn path. Uh, you could find a path through the the woods and the woodlands, but there's not a... You're not on the yellow brick road. Okay. The path is not straight, and we do not know it well. Right. Okay. All right. Um, This appears to be the way. Remember, we, we're supposed to stay on the path and not eat any, anything or, or drink anything or sleep or interact with anything, so we should be fine. Onward. And Desmond starts walking, and you see, like, the parts that are missing, they're constantly shifting. Like, at one point, he just won't have a head. And then it'll shift down, and, like, parts of the head will come back, and, like, they'll, they'll, they'll miss, and he'll be, like, missing all of his middle section, and it'll just be arms and legs. It's very disconcerting. Yeah. He's like a living Rorschach mask. <laughs> That's very cool. And just so you know, even though you appear differently, you still have all of your items... All your abilities, none of that changes. So though you may not appear to, for example, Desmond have your shell or your staff or anything, you do. Okay. It's there for you to use it. Gotcha. Forward home. Nothing to do but walk. Let's go. Mm, starts walking, following the uh, the stone. All right. What is the party order? Sounds like Desmond up front. Desmond up front, I guess, yeah. Then Roton. I think Silway's lingering in the back. She's very interested in, like, exploring this place. But she's not supposed to. So she just sort of hangs out in the back and, like, looks around a lot and tries to resist temptation. I think Mist is, if he's not going to be in the absolute back, like, he might, maybe Mist is in the absolute back, like, trying to keep Silway from wandering off the that works. path. <laughs> Occasionally, like, spinning about... around and shoving her forward. Yep. I hadn't thought about what a temptation this place would be for Silway. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think Winley might be right behind Rotan. And mind you, like, Winley moving is, like, on a conveyor belt. Like, she's not, like, it's just floating. <laughs> <laughs> floating behind. <laughs> just constantly tickling Rotan with the raccoon paws. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, she gets. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, or, no, she could be she could be floating like up top and messing with his uh messing with his hair. <laughs> I should roll wisdom checks to see if Soe can resist the uh, temptation to wander off the path. Uh, I think that is a good idea. Uh 18 <laughs> wisdom check. Wisdom <laughs> saving throw. Oh, so far so good. Uh, and if she does start to wander, can I get like a dex check or something to <laughs> nudge her back? Just stick out the green staff. Nope, we're going this way. <laughs> So far, she's following your instructions and being walking where she's prodded. You start walking southeast through the woods, and the farther you get from the portal, the colder you get. You look back over your shoulder, and you still see the portal, and you can see the portal from a very long way away. Strangely, it almost seems as if you can see the portal through the trees, as if the light is so strong. It penetrates the shadow of the world itself. Some time passes. You have no idea how long. As time doesn't seem to mean anything. There's no sun. There's no wind. It's just the ever-present darkness and the violet hue of the sky and the trees closing in around you. Soon enough, you find yourselves on what almost seems to be a road leading away from the forest and into clear land. Rolling hills of shadow unfold before you. There are dark marks on the bare faces of the hills. You think they're probably plants, undergrowth, scrub brush, but you're not sure you want to get close enough to know for sure. The road begins to rise and then fall, as if you're entering a valley. Ahead of you on your left, you see a dark lake on the horizon, nestled between some hills. And you begin to hear music, distant, floating through the air. It's a haunting, sad, and at times jubilant melody. It drifts over the valley, and at last you see, on a hilltop, above the lake, is what looks like a shadowy keep with dim violet light pouring forth from its windows. It's directly in front of us? Uh, it's kind of off to the left. The road doesn't lead to it. The road, it's on the other side of the lake, and the road follows the right-hand side of the lake and turns away from it. Since you're somewhat higher than the valley itself, you can see a good distance ahead of you, but distance is weird here. It's It could be miles, it could be two miles, it could be a hundred miles. It's hard, so hard to tell. I hold up the stone. Is it, does it point towards the keep? It does not. It seems to follow the road. It continues pointing in the southeast direction. And the the keep is more east-northeast from where you are standing currently. Wisdom check. So I continues following the road. This is telling us to keep following the path. But, it, but there's I a mean, keep. I know, Aren't we but... towards the keep? Just there, was, there was a village at the base of the keep that, that Pepitia said. Yes, yeah, so wait, as you get closer, you begin to hear laughter coming from the keep. There's laughter in the keep. And the music is getting more lively. That music, I think it gets... It almost seems as if there's a, a party going on. 
There's there's something happening in that keep. Are you sure we're not supposed to go there? The stone is telling me to stay on this path. I, I don't know. It could be a trick. The, she warned us that things like this might distract us and that we were to stay on, our, on, on the path. I, I think that we should, as much as it is tempting, I think that we should continue to follow this stone. Right, right. I, I agree. I think so as well. I am also in agreement. I mean... <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, yes, the last thing that the witch told us was that we should not deviate from the path under any circumstances. So, I think it best if we do follow the path that's laid out for us and not fall prey to whatever devious schemes lie within that keep. Wow, Mist, you sound so distinguished and, and powerful. It sounds a little bit like me. <laughs> Don't kid yourself. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very, very strange place, as Desmond's head is missing again. <laughs> Sule's shadowy corporeal form starts drifting towards the keep as y'all get distracted by talking to each other. Oh, no, you don't. Can I make a check to <laughs> Go for it. save or something? To... First, give me a perception check to see if you notice her. Uh, 23. Okay, so you do notice her begin to slip away. Now, what are you going to try to do? I'm going to reach out and try and, like hooker with the uh, green staff like nope 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 like bar her way shove her back towards the the road or the party how quickly and or like what are you trying to do Ames well I get, I get what you're trying to do Mist but I'm trying to like are you trying to just kind of casually duck away I think she was are yeah you... just like as she wasn't being actively forced forward she's like huh and just sort of like drifts slowly towards it so if someone catches her and, and like notices this, she might be like, alright, fine, 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 fine. Oh, and come back eyes. to the group. Okay. Alright, so then I won't give you a, I won't, there won't be a check, because Mist sticks his staff out and kind of forms <laughs> guardrails for you. Nope, 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 we're not going there. But, but the, there's music and laughter. Sure, it seems like music and laughter now, but once we get there, it will turn into screaming and murder. That sounds amazing, let's go to it. Our murders. Oh, right. God, we're from this amazing place and we can't just, we can't explore it. That's... Uh, I just want to see, I want to see what's going on here. I know, Sylvie, it's tempting and it seems to make sense, but I, I really think that that, that she, she was very adamant about staying on the path and, and I'm confident that this will eventually lead us to where we need to go. And that we, we, we must not be distracted by such things. I, I, I think there's great danger in, in pursuing something like that. All right, all right, fine. Fine, you're right. We were told to stay on the path. Let's, let's go. Let's go quickly before I get distracted again. All right. All right. Let's, let's, let's press on. I'd like to do a sleight of hand check to grab a rock or something off the ground. Uh, sure. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, nine. You reach down and you grab a rock, but you are noticed by Mist, who is standing behind you. What, uh, what are you doing, Silway? I don't know, not, nothing, nothing, nothing. Did Hypatia say anything about taking things from the Shadow Realm outside the Shadow Realm? I think she said to leave everything where it is <sighs> and not interact with anything more than we absolutely have to. You know, so if we were to be attacked, I think we can defend ourselves, but otherwise we need to get out of here as quickly as possible. So I should not take this rock? Uh... Like maybe it's While I appreciate your curiosity, uh, <laughs> my survival instinct is going to take command and say we should probably leave it be. All right, fine, fine. 
a, a black shadowy rock drops from the outstretched arm of this cloudy shadow figure. Winley, while they're all talking to Silway, you notice walking up the road, heading towards you, are three shadowy figures. They have definitely seen you, and they are definitely heading towards you. Yes, everyone, um, if you look um, forward, there are three shadowy figures right ahead, and they're coming towards us, so I, I do think that we should make sure to ignore and just look down. Does everyone understand? Um, yes, yes, that's that's a good idea. Um, do, do not engage them. Pretend they're not there. Yes. All right, I can do that. I can stay quiet. Just let, let's just let's just keep moving. Let's just keep moving and look down. Do they look like their pace is faster than ours? If we were to keep walking, I mean, they're walking towards you. They're heading in your direction. They're not walking quickly. Not walking quickly? No, they're not running at you or anything oh. like that. But they're walking towards you. Uh, yes, yes, that, that's a good idea. Let's let's just keep walking. Pretend we don't notice. Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. Yes. Desmond will just hold the, the rock out and just kind of keep walking. The five of you, the five bright, luminous, glowing beings that you are, walk down the hill of this shadow realm, your heads bowed, averting your eyes, as if somehow you think that if you don't see them, they can't see you. Most awkward moment. Is that not how this works? <laughs> but they seem almost drawn to you. And instead of passing by next to you, they step in front of you. <sighs> Shit. Newcomers. Newcomers. Don't. Don't speak. Don't speak. Everyone, don't. Don't speak. Desmond will just hold the stone out and walk around them and avoid on eye contact. Oh, is that for me? And the one reaches out and tries to take the stone from nope. you. Nope. Nope. Pulls it back <laughs> and just, just tries to go around. Doesn't reply. I crit on that roll, Desmond. So you could try to beat me on that. But... Come on. Come on, Desmond. You could crit too. Natural 15. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not good. The shadow being snatches the stone from you. <sighs> I got it, I got it, I got it. You should get um, that back right now. No, I won't. Silly cast shadow blade. And he starts running away. Hold person, hold person. Make him uh, roll a wisdom save. <laughs> Damn it. What do I have to beat, Desmond? 17. He does not beat it, so freezes okay. in place. I, I will run up and snatch it out of his hand. Is anybody else going to try to do anything? Or is this... Silby's got a shadow blade extended very threateningly. Yeah, Mist is, Mist is moving up to flank Desmond. Okay, everybody roll for initiative. Oh my god. Oh, oh no. man. <laughs> the opposite. Um, oh shit. Uh, Where's that spell? Uh, 23 initiative. You know, walking by him and not making eye contact never worked in Final Fantasy uh. games either. So... <laughs> um... <laughs> 14 yeah. for Winley. Oh, there's 14. my natural 20. God damn it. <laughs> Initiative. <Grab> it back. <laughs> so wait, you get to go first. Okay, so the guy's frozen. He's holding out the stone. Has Desmond actually grabbed it? Uh, not yet. Okay. You have a chance to react before Desmond. Yeah. So there's, there's three of them. One of, the, three. one of them has the stone. The other two look mischievous as well. Oh, they all look mischievous. And perhaps I should describe what they look like, these shadow beings. 
One of them is very tall and impossibly thin, as if they are only six or seven inches wide, with long, skinny arms and big hands and big feet and an oblong oval head. The second one looks like a short, fat chicken. (laughs) And the third one looks like an average guy with average features dressed in a shirt and pants. If he was any more ordinary, he would almost not exist. Like, he is just the most bland person you've ever seen in your life. Hey, I'm Shadow Realm Dad. I was... (laughs) (laughs) Shadow Realm Dad. You want to come back to my carriage? (laughs) And just for the record, Matt, one, the tall and thin one is the one that grabbed the stone. Okay. Nothing sketchy about me. <laughs> Shadow round Dan. Uh, for, Come back for the to record, my I, carriage. I did, I did in my notes name the third one Shadow round Dan. So. <laughs> yes. What y'all doing out here in the Shadow Realm? <laughs> <laughs> Because Sylvia's initiative was so high, I'm just going to roll with that and say what she does is the moment the things, like, grabs the stone, she misty steps and pops into existence right next to it. And by the time Desmond has frozen it, she snatches the stone out of its hand and then puts her shadow blade up to its neck threateningly. Yeah. And then holds the stone out, like, towards her companions. Obviously, the the oblong person, the tall, thin one, cannot move, uh, even though you are threatening them. Yeah, she's controlling an instinct. She's not entirely sure that it's frozen, just... And that brings us to Desmond. Okay, um, so Silway's got the stone? Yeah, she's holding it and, and vaguely okay. gesturing towards the group, like, someone take this. Desmond will, um, see that you have the stone. He will, uh, move back, like, five feet, and he will take out the horn. Uh, his, uh, shell. And you see him just kind of like in a moment of like fingers fumbling, like some of the fingers like missing, right? Because he's phasing in and out of existence. He'll just kind of like take a breath and he'll blow the horn, the shell, the conch shell. You blow the horn. The sound in this place is almost deafening as there is very little other sound. There's no background noise. There's no rustle of trees or small chittering of creatures. And it's almost startling. And there's a moment when you think that perhaps it hasn't worked. And then all of a sudden, you look to your left. And out of the lake, dripping in watery shadow, an elemental sloshes up onto the shore and comes to Desmond's side. And he puts the the shell back down at his waist and says, Right, um, uh, so, my friend... You are here to distract these creatures, and the rest of us? Sylvia, you have the stone? I have the stone. I suggest we run. (laughs) I support running. Follow the path, and Desmond will start running the rest of his movement. And command the elemental to stay here and and, uh, fight these creatures. And that brings us to Mr. Uh, Tall and Skinny, who's going to try to break out of your hold person and fails to do so. Awesome. That brings us to Winley. She's going to, like, conveyor belt float up to where 
the action is, still with her eyes to the ground, just takes her dagger and tries to stab one of them in the head. Okay, which one are you going after? Are you going after, uh... I'm going after the Slenderman type. Slenderman? So he, okay. Yeah, so oh, he geez. cannot get out of hold person. Or at least it's harder. Uh, let's see. Uh, 20 to hit. That will hit. And dagger damage is 6. You float up, and you stab Slenderman right in the head. And as you do so, he unfreezes. Aw, oh, shit. <laughs> And then he begins to laugh. That wasn't fair! But now we fight! So Winley did the exact opposite of what she wants. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool. And that brings us to Mist. First, I'm glad Winley also recognizes this thing as Slenderman, because yeah, that's the first <laughs> that thing in my head. Slenderman. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's his name from here on out. But looking mighty dapper. In his nice pressed suit. Nice pressed suit. Never gets dirty in the woods. What the? <laughs> what the? That's the most horrifying thing. You're gonna get that dirty, man. What? What are you doing? All right, I'm just gonna go with the old standby. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and hex Slenderman. Uh, it just happens. There's no saving throw. Uh, he just now has disadvantage on. Let's call it uh, Dex checks. Any ability checks using dex, this dude is going to have disadvantage for as long as he lives, which probably won't be long because now I'm firing off the old Eldritch Blast. Hmm. First shot. Does a 29 hit? Uh, yes, that will definitely hit. Uh, second shot is going to be uh, a 19. That will also hit. Okay, so I'll just total up all the damage for you here. So it'll be 18 force damage and 5 necrotic damage. You hit him pretty hard with those two Eldritch Bolts. They slam into him, but he's still up. Did not have to come to this, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> now it is the Shadow Chicken's turn. <laughs> hey man, that was very nice, man. We, we were just playing around, man, but now I'm going to have to teach you a lesson, man. The Shadow Chicken flaps its wings, and next to you, a shadow rises from the ground. It is a dark mass of just twisted, tumultuous clouds with glowing lightning eyes. And it fixes on you, Mist. You see the dark clouds that comprise its body swirl. And then suddenly it erupts in an ear-splitting scream. I would like all of you to make a wisdom saving throw or become frightened. 23. No, 21. I'm sorry. Remember, you all get a bonus, too, if you're near me. How much bonus? Four. 25 saving throw. I like it. Then that makes Winley's um, an 18. 20. And nine. <laughs> 21. 21 for Desmond. Nine plus four, though? <laughs> I'm I nope, guessing that's, that's with the plus I rolled four. so bad, oh. guys. <laughs> oh, no. All right, so this thing lets out an ear-splitting shriek. All of you seem impervious to it. It's almost laughable. I missed. I can see you puffing out your chest even farther. Ha, 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 ha. And then you look over at Rotan, and he has <laughs> shrunk 
a whole foot. Oh, oh no! Oh my oh, god. No, that's the worst. Oh my god, <laughs> but he's what? He's like seven <laughs> one now? Come on. <laughs> Anything seven but one. that. Anything but that. Oh, we have missed part two. Come on. God damn it. <laughs> You uh, have a disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of fear is within line of sight, and you cannot move willingly closer to it. And if I close my eyes, I still get disadvantage. Yes, you can't <laughs> okay. pretend it's not there. The ordinary-looking shadow, Shadow Ramdan, casually takes a few steps forward. You're making it worse. <laughs> casually. I'm dreading it even more. Hey, man. <laughs> That wasn't cool. <laughs> that wasn't cool at all. I was going to give you a present, but now I'm going to have to do something else. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh. And he... Oh, I hate him. I hate it. <laughs> I hate him. I feel like he's like coming off of like true blood hey, or something. He hexes you. <laughs> he what? He hexes you. Disadvantage oh. on dexterity checks. Oh, who's and he a fires off his own Eldritch Blast at you. Two of them. He's a funny motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Shadow Realm, Dan. That's all right. That's all right. I got plans for this bitch. Hey, man. Uh, what's your armor class hey. again, Mist? Uh, 16. Wow. That is... That is something. So, Mist, the first bolt catches you square in the chest. And for a moment, you think... This is what everyone else you've ever shot one of these has felt like. As it hits you for 18 points of force damage and 6 points of necrotic damage. Whoa. Ouch. The second bolt flies astray and ends up hitting the shadow monster square in the back. Oh man, that wasn't cool. That wasn't what was supposed to happen. (laughs) You'd be surprised how often it does. But I got you. I taught you a lesson, didn't I? Come on, we could be friends. Come on, you and me. You're so pretty. You'd look at you all tall and glowing and golden. Miss just leans forward. I'm sorry, leans down. (laughs) Does does he steeple his fingers too, like you're doing? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. He steeples his fingers and just says, School is now in session. But first... Okay, I think Groton will erratically swing at the one that is closest to him, which is, I don't know, your call, Diana? I would say probably the chicken. I am not chicken of chickens! And he rolls a two on the die. I'm going to throw that one over there, (laughs) pull out another d20. Um, It's appropriate, put it in dice jail. He'll attack with his offhand. Are these evil creatures? Uh, They are. Okay, how does a uh, 18 work? That will hit. That'll hit, all right. Uh, Seven points of damage. Then he'll attack one more time. Uh, That's a 12. 12 will not hit. All right, now we come back to Silway. So Silway has still got Slenderman with the jet away at his throat. Yes. So she says to him, it did not come to this. We could have just... And then she's cut off as the dagger that is sitting at her hip suddenly flashes with shadow energy, if that makes any sense. And then suddenly a dozen black tentacles erupt from the ground right underneath the three fey creatures and start grasping. 
She is casting Ivard's Black Tentacles, or her dagger is casting Ivard's Black Tentacles. So it does have that. We're going to learn a new thing that this dagger can do, now that it's in its home. <laughs> Every creature in a 20-foot square, so I'm not sure what the layout of these things is, but... You would probably get Rotan and Desmond and the Water Elemental. Uh, and Windley. They're all gathered right around those creatures. The only one who's really not is Mist. Well, she's not exactly in control of this spell, so... I'm going to say that's just going to happen. <laughs> okay. Wasn't my intention, but okay. We're going to go with it. So, everything that begins its turn there in that area has to make a dexterity saving throw or take damage and be restrained. I will say that Desmond ran like 30 feet. Oh, Desmond did run, so Desmond's yeah. not there. The elemental's in there, but The elemental's not... there. Yeah. So, Matt, you can roll for the elemental. Cool. Uh, my turn? Uh, well, everyone has to make that save. I believe it says when they start their turn, if I'm reading it right... Anything that begins its turn or enters that area on its turn. Well, why don't we everybody just save now to see if you manage to avoid it. Winley rolled a 21. Okay, so Winley just flutters out of the way of these as she's floating in the air. She conveyor belts straight Yeah, up. she conveyor belts away. <laughs> Rotan, you are at disadvantage. Oh, am I? Yes. Let's see if I can roll Because you worse. are frightened still. Nope, I rolled exactly the same thing. <laughs> Uh, so that's going to be a nine. Okay, Rotan, you are now restrained. <laughs> this is... uh, Matt, the water elemental? He's, he's, he's shrunk like another foot, <laughs> I think, at this point. <laughs> uh, I rolled a five. Water elemental is also restrained. The chicken is restrained. Slenderman makes his save, as does uh, Shadowrun Dan. Well, that's everything I'm doing on my turn. Silway's just staring agape at these tentacles that she apparently made pop out of the ground. Would the elemental have uh, made it save if it had a plus four? Oh, I'm immune to restraint. Oh, there you go. Ah. So the elemental did make it save, so. Hell yeah. Rotan, you're standing there. You you hit the chicken, <laughs> and you were about to make a comment when dark, shadowy tentacles erupt from the ground and wrap themselves around you, pinning your <gasps> arms to your side. And you notice that the... Shadow Chicken in front of you is also restrained. And that brings us to Desmond. 3d6 damage for anyone who gets restrained. Oh, okay. Don't well, I don't want to miss it. my damage to Rotan. Mm -hmm. Okay, so roll your damage. If we ever get a fan wiki, I hope somebody totals up all the damage <laughs> that Silway has dealt to party members. If, if I ever go back and do a listen through again, I need to... I, I'm going to do that myself. I mean, I mean, I know I'm not... I know I'm not you know, guilt-free on that, but I feel like I feel like Silway's got me beat. It does feel like it hasn't been a full session unless Rotan takes team damage. 14. <laughs> oh, and it's a good one, too. A 14? 14 bludgeoning damage as the tentacles squeeze Rotan. Oh. And Chicken takes 14 damage. Chicken's looking a little worse for wear. Some of uh, its feathers have fallen to the ground. Rotan, you definitely shrink another foot. <laughs> <laughs> You're back to your normal height. Yeah. You're back to your normal height. I'm back height. to my normal height. Excellent. Desmond, you get both Desmond's attack if you want to do something and the elemental. So what I'm going to do, the elemental is going to move around to the back of the guy that's in front of me. Uh, in front of the element, in front of... So basically, like, I want to be 
one guy in front of me, and then an- another guy to my diagonal, but no, none of my allies touching me, if that makes okay, sense. Okay, you could do that. Okay. He could move basically behind, so you're you're basically behind Slenderman and Chicken. Gotcha. Okay, yes. So then I want to use my Whelm ability. So the two enemies, Slenderman and Chicken, if they could give me a strength saving throw. And Chicken gets Amanda disadvantage because of... Disadvantage on dex, right. yes. Just dex, okay. Uh, the chicken passes it. Oh, okay. DC's 15. Yeah, I rolled uh, 18. They get plus two. But Slenderman does not. Awesome. So Slenderman. Slenderman, it takes minimum damage. Six points of damage. and But he's grappled. So he basically reaches out and grabs him, and he's like in my watery grasp. And I don't know if this guy can breathe, but he's restrained and he's unable to breathe, unless he can breathe in water. Okay. And um, and then the other guy is just pushed like five feet out of my space. Like just like water. Alright, so you push him back. The other one was the chicken, and the chicken is restrained. Mm-hmm. So the question is, with the water elemental break the restraint oh. on the spell. I'm going to let you roll that, Matt. Okay. Um, what is it? So wait, it's to break it. It's a strength check against your DC. Uh, strength or dexterity check, yes. Against my spell okay. save DC, which is, I think, uh, 14? See if your strength beats the 14, Matt. Uh, 12. It does not push him hard enough to break the restraint. Okay, gotcha. It's almost like he pushes him forward, and then the tentacles just bring him back up. Mm. Like he's a punching bag. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Does he take any damage or no? No, no damage because he made a save. Damn, that sucks. Um, so, okay, that's his turn. And then Desmond is just going to throw a lightning bolt at Slenderman. Okay. Um, so he uh, has to make a deck save. Slenderman. Slenderman is not restrained, so. Gotta catch all. <laughs> <laughs> he fails it. Awesome. He will take, math is hard, 22 points of lightning damage. That is not only enough to kill him, but that is enough to obliterate him. So why don't you tell me what that looks like? Yeah, Elemental comes behind, tries to, like, rush a water. Doesn't really do too much, but it gets him wet. So Desmond notices this, and he just conjures a lightning bolt and just pinpoints, puts the staff down, and just, and, like, like conducts the electricity all through his body because of the water, and, and it just fries him, smokes and falls and crumples to bits. And you see the lightning bolt strikes him, and there's a bright flash of light. It almost, almost brighter than the lightning bolt itself. You close your eyes for a moment, and when you blink them open again, there is nothing but a small pile of ash where Slenderman once stood. Awesome. Amazing. And that will bring us to Winley. So Winley is still in the air, and she's sort of... Because Slenderman is gone, she has she doesn't have to be up so high. So she conveyor belts down just a little bit and looks directly at Mr. Chicken and Danny Boy and says, "Ooh, eeny meeny miny moo, catch a fey folk down below. If he hollers, he's a ho." Oh. Should I roll for who I land on? Completely up to you. I think I'm going to do... How should I do that? Say high or low and... Okay. uh, We'll say low. 
low is slender man or low is chicken high is dan and then go ahead and roll whatever you want okay okay hi oh Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. And she casts. Um, <laughs> any choir nerds out there, please? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and she casts um, Phantasmal Force. So for that, I need a intelligence saving throw above seven, or 17 or above. Oh, he makes it. What? If I don't get to do this spell at some point, I'm going to die. <laughs> Alas. Well, I hope you enjoyed my rhyme, because it was very good. Um, and um, I don't appreciate what you've done to my friend. That's it. How the fuck did Dan get a fucking 17 or above? Because I am apparently rolling well tonight for once. Well, they went into the Shadow Realm and were never heard from again. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that brings us to Mist. <laughs> I move Hex onto Dan. He, we we're going to throw a couple of Eldritch Blasts at him. Uh, ooh, 14? That will miss. Uh, 15? That will hit. That, that works. Uh, that'll be 9 plus... A total of 11 damage, and he gets to make a concentration save, or concentration check. He makes it. That will bring us to the chicken. Uh, The chicken is restrained. Okay, he's just going to fire a couple of Eldridge bolts at you. Oh, bring it on, chicken. Misses with the first. Oh, he hits you with the second. Eight points of damage. Ouch. It's the rare combat where nobody's really attacking Roton. (laughs) Except for me. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Somebody has to. So, wait, the shadow creature moves close to you. It extends its arm. And what looks like almost a blade forms. If it had to move, a tentacle might be grabbing at it. Uh, true. When the creature enters the affected area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there. Uh, it fails. So it actually, uh, it moves towards you and it gets stuck. Okay, I'll take it. And it gets its 3d6. If you want to roll that, and it can't do anything because everything else is melee. Uh, 10 damage to it. So that brings us to Shadow Realm Dan. <laughs> Fucking Dan. He looks down where you hit him with the Eldridge Bolt mist, and he just sort of brushes off his front. And he looks at you and he says, Boy, <laughs> you call that an Eldridge Bolt? My mama threw harder than you. <laughs> What? <laughs> I hate him. I hate him so much. <laughs> and he begins to swirl his arms around him as if summoning something to him. And darkness begins to gather around him. I counterspell him. <laughs> I'm done with Shadow Realm Dan. <laughs> oh, come on. Why you gotta counterspell me like that? <laughs> Okay, uh, so uh, do, do I get a save on it, or is that it? It just... If the creature is casting a spell of third level or lower, its spell fails and has no effect. If it's casting a spell of fifth level or higher, make an ability check using my spell casting ability. Uh, it is third level or lower, so the shadows begin to gather. And tell me what you do. Mist just says, ha ha, no. And 
it's like his voice carries with it a wave of energy that brushes the shadows away. Oh man, that's not cool. <laughs> what kind of what kind of Mac rat tray shit is this? I hate <laughs> the shadow play. Alright, that brings us to Rock. Uh, we must never come back. <laughs> So I need to break out of this, uh, out of this <laughs> grapple, don't I? Before it could do anything. I mean, in theory, you could still attack. Like you get disadvantage, but. Oh, okay. Well, you get dis- you I get do you get double disadvantage. get double then? disadvantage. <laughs> you know we're doing it. Hold on, I need to no. get my other d twenty. <laughs> okay, there's no such thing as double disadvantage. It doesn't exist. <laughs> Since he's frightened All right, and three D twenty, let's go. <laughs> no, this is not the rules. No, it's okay. Uh, you could just do two D twenty and see how badly you do. Really? Because my three D twenties weren't great. <laughs> no, three D twenty or two D twenty is fine. What you end up with? Attack. Uh, thirteen. Subway, I don't believe that's enough to break. I think if I did the math right, eight plus three plus one is her spell save DC, so 14. That'd be 12. 8 plus 3 plus 1 I can't do 12. math. I have, I have a math. <gasps> yes! Yes. You did succeed. You succeed! Yay! Oh. Unless the dagger has a higher spell save DC than I <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Alright. Roton is free. Ha-ha! Take that, chicken! <laughs> Break free of the tentacles. So Rotan, that brings us back to the top and to Silway. Takes Silway about six seconds uh, to comprehend what just happened with tentacles erupting, and she still had her dagger or her shadow blade to the neck of Slenderman, who then disintegrated beneath it. And she looks around, spots a chicken wrapped in tentacles, and smirks because she knows a weak opponent when she sees one, <laughs> and tosses the shadow blade at it with advantage. If it hits Rotan, so help me. <laughs> seventeen uh, to hit the. Uh, seventeen will hit. All right. 10, 15, 19 damage to the chicken. That is enough to kill the chicken. Hey. So why don't you tell me what that looks like? She casually flings the shadow blade towards the chicken, and it sticks into the chicken's head, which, and the chicken goes limp, and then the tentacle that's holding it, like, shakes the chicken a little bit, and then drops it, and then Silway snaps her finger, and the shadow blade pops back into her hand. And that is the end of my turn. Yay! As the chicken snuffs it, the shadow creature it summoned also disappears. Hey. And that tentacle looks as disappointed as the one holding the chicken. And the only one left is Shadow Realm Dan. Fuck Dan. <laughs> and that brings us to Desmond. Come on, Desi. Desi. So. <laughs> Do it, Desi. <laughs> Desmond <laughs> looks at Shadow Realm Dan. You, I don't like you. And throws a lightning bolt at him. <laughs> and, uh... You can make a uh, dexterity saving throw for me. Extreme prejudice. Oh, and I should add that uh, once the chicken snuffs it, there is another flash of light and a pile of ash remains. Ooh. What am I trying to beat? 17. Uh, uh, he does not. Awesome. So I'm going to use one of my channel divinities to do max damage, so he's going to take 30 points of damage. <gasps> that is enough to kill oh, Shadow Realm Dan. Yes! So why don't you tell me what that looks like? Right. Make him burn. Let me warm up for a second. So Desmond, who doesn't not like many people, just looks at this guy. 
It's just like, there's something about you, Shadow Realm Dan, that I cannot stand. And he just swirls the staff around, and with another crack of lightning, you just blink, and then just... And, like, the ground erupts beneath him, and just lightning courses through the air, and just sparkles and cracks, and just runs up and down his body. And I assume another blink of the eye, another pile of ash. The lightning courses through his body. And then it's almost as if he explodes outward (laughs) in a flash of light, leaving a pile of ash. Awesome. The lesson of the day is that I have friends. (laughs) (laughs) Also tentacles. It might be a little late. (laughs) Poor lesson. I mean, we could bring him back and kill him again. I am not opposed to this plan. (laughs) Rotan, I will leave this up to you. You are no longer frightened. Do you grow to your previous size or not? I don't think not? he grows right now. We'll see what happens next. I think the tentacles are still there, like, snapping around trying to grab people. Oh, you haven't dismissed it? I don't think she realizes she even did Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> Roton hasn't moved, so I guess he needs to save again. <laughs> yes, you need to save again. Uh, if you began your turn there, yes. You did. Oh, darn it. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's not going to save. I rolled a three. Okay, Rotan, uh, still waiting roll for damage. So I think Rotan, like, grew to his height and then got retentacled and shrank down again. So so Rotan is, yeah, Rotan is still shrinking. <laughs> 11 damage. Good lord. So 11 more points of damage as once again Rotan is wrapped up ah! in a tentacle. Oh my god. Do you all notice that, um, actually missed... And Winley, uh, give me... Oh, and Desmond. All three of you can give me Arcana checks if you want. Holy shnikes, that's actually a decent roll for an Arcana... Uh, 16. Uh, Winley is 17. Of course. <laughs> yeah, but I have plus zero on it, so... Oh, I got an 18. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> okay, only so... speaking the facts! <laughs> all three of you realize, since all of the Fae have departed, that the tentacles are coming from somewhere else. And you have a pretty strong suspicion. Silway had something to do with it. If you look at <gasps> Silway, like she is an amorphous cloud of shadow, but there's a dagger-shaped, much darker shadow on her hip that is pulsating. Pulsating tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just let that one go. This is feeling very Lovecraftian to me, Ames. This is—it's like you're the void, but the tentacles are coming out of it. <laughs> um. Silway, is there a way to turn off the the, the dagger at, at your belt there? The, I think the maybe doing the dagger, yes. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. And she, like, reaches down and, and pulls the dagger out of its sheath and stares at it. <laughs> and then she kind of, like, pu- puts it up to her face, starts whispering to it, like, stop it, stop it. <laughs> As you stare at it, Silway, you notice that whereas everybody else's gear is either not there or translucent in the same way that you all are in your sort of uh, luminescence, the dagger seems almost more real and more tangible than it does in the normal, everyday waking plane of existence. She is holding it out in front of her, so this is plainly visible to anyone who looks. And I'm going to roll a wisdom save just for my own roleplay purposes. She's doing very well in her wisdom saves today. So I think she's kind of holds it up to her and she's like, stop it. Did you do that? Stop it. Stop it. The tentacles. Make them go away. 
She's like trying to convince the dagger to stop casting this spell. <laughs> As you are having your conversation or soliloquy with the dagger, somehow something that you say, or whether it's your own force of will, the dagger hears you, and the spell ends. Good, thank you. And she resheaves it. All right, we're all good. Everything's fine. The tentacles disappear, and Roton's been sort of at an odd angle, like, trying to fight them, and so he just, like, <laughs> collapses to the ground. Whoa! <laughs> a clang of armor, a jumble. It's okay, tentacles are gone. We're all safe, we can, we can go. Perhaps we should, um, not have this happen again. We, we should all look, and... and you can't see her. She's just starting to float down like she's on a genie or something like that. So it's just like a voice coming from above that's slowly coming down. Let's look even more into the ground and perhaps hold the stone closer to your heart, Desi. Well, uh, Silway is in possession of the stone at the moment. Um, I don't think that's a good idea. I think you should take it back. Um, take it back, Desi. Well, Silway, do you think that... I know this place is tempting to you, but do you think that you could, um... Do you think that we could trust you to to hold true to it, to guide us in the right direction? Oh, and I still have the stone. I almost forgot. Yes. Wisdom save. There is my... Eight. <laughs> um... <laughs> oh, no. I think I can... I can handle it. Yeah. I could... I could... I could totally lead... Lead the group. Do yeah. I believe her? <laughs> Inside check. I... I, I... Yeah, the insight. Yeah, give me an insight. See if you can. Have we all been able to see the sort of like Donnie Darko esque path that this thing is leading, or only the person who's holding it? It's not a tangible path. It's more just looking at the the stone itself. You can see the ripples within the stone, much like moonlight reflecting on a pond. Um, and it, okay. the, it's almost as if the ripples change and grow faster depending on which direction you point it. That's really cool. I like that. I got a 13 on the inside. You're not really buying what she's saying. <laughs> she's, she's not the most subtle at lying. She's, she's not a great liar. She's, she's very straightforward. This, this, this I think this. Hypatia gave it to Desmond on purpose. She chose Desmond. I think, I think, I don't mean this in a cruel uh, way, but I think you'd better give it to me, Silway. Really? But it's... Fine, fine. And she... She tosses it to Desmond. <laughs> All right, Desmond, give me a dexterity check to see if you oh, can catch no. it. So many. <laughs> I was waiting for it. So many tossing and dexterity saving. Uh, Rule number one, Desmond. <laughs> uh, Fourteen. You catch it, and pretty, uh, yeah, pretty uh, adeptly. It, it shatters. <laughs> I said, <laughs> "All right, um, let's." Get out! And he kind of looks over to the uh, elemental, and he's like, uh, "Follow us, please, if, if you don't mind. If there are more of these things, we, I might call on you again. Um, stay close to me." And uh, he'll continue to uh, lead the way. You come back together, form your line, and begin walking down into the valley, up the hills, and on till morning.
heroes make it to Castle Starge in time? Will they stay on the goddamn path, Silway? Is this the last of Shadow Realm Dan? Find out next time on Multiclass Theater. Is it an actual little songbird, or is she? There's just an Aarakocra hanging out now. That <laughs> no, it's it's together. actual songbird. It's okay. not an Aarakocra. Because <laughs> I, I wasn't sure you saying you know bird song. I'm like, is it just? Are they like cheep cheep cheep, or is it like the Aarakocra morning show? Is what we're getting? <laughs> no, no, no. The the Aarakocra are. Uh, well, you're still inside the hut, but no, it is not Aarakocra. Yeah, it is not a uh, good morning, uh, eerie drive time radio <laughs> on the Aarakocra station. <laughs> Drive time. We've got a good morning, Aerocobra. <laughs> got a little morning on those of you heading over to the castle. There's a three bird pileup. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And at the fifty dollar level, you'll get these lovely little tote bags with a sequoia tree on them. <laughs> You've been listening to Aerocobra. NPR. NPR. Eric 105.5. Like Eric <laughs> Everything's just... human, NPR. <laughs> uh, I, I'm Carl Castle, a human. <laughs> human, NPR. That's not what he sounds like at all. <laughs> Join us next time on All Things Fluttered. <laughs> no. <laughs> This is Terry Gross, and you're listening to Fresh Air. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, for full effect, you have to see Adam's face on camera right now. (laughs) Bot says nothing, stops, moves his hand, stops. (laughs) I think there's a difference between being a raccoon and describing yourself as a plump imp... That is half raccoon, <laughs> which is kind of what I'm getting hung up on the moment is visualizing this monstrosity. I mean, the bow is cute, <laughs> sure. But I mean, but all of it, all of it, even like the devil's tail is like soft and furry with like that... bits of like ruby and emerald and topaz. You can't. <laughs> Come on, it's cute. I will say she. I guess she kind of looks like a Pokemon. I, I don't think sticking half raccoon on the end of anything necessarily makes it cuter. I'm just gonna lay that out, Sarah. If you're listening to this, would you kindly sculpt this for us? Because <laughs> we need to have it. We need to have this horror show that is a half raccoon imp with a bow. Yeah. Because it's adorable and horrifying, and I can think of no better person to bring it to life. Yeah, Sarah, let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> we can go back and forth, because I would like to have it hanging above my head. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what y'all were expecting. I mean, come on, it's me. Come I don't on. know what I was it's expecting. It's gonna be I, I don't know what I was expecting, That's but oddly enough, right. I was expecting this. <laughs> I was not expecting this. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm glad you went last because 
it's good. It, like it's gonna horrify me, and, and, I, and I'm here for it. But it's gonna throw me off anything else I'm trying to do. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm always here to to put to keep people on their toes, but it's the first thing that I envision. I mean, I don't know. I saw her. <laughs> so this is a, an imp that is half raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> what part? Come on, a this raccoon? is not. Where's your imagination? What the fuck? I'm worried about <laughs> what this imagination is going to do to me. That's <laughs> no, that's, I'm. I just like Diana said, we have all of our, you know, same thing, same powers. All I'm doing yeah. is no, no. So like, I have been putting a raccoon and an imp together in my head, in every combination I can think of, and every single one of them is terrifying. But but <laughs> cute too. <laughs> really adore. Come on. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day. She is who she is, right? I'll tell you what I'm picturing. And please don't be mad. I'm picturing Rocket Raccoon crossed with Baron Harkonnen. That's what I'm <laughs> picturing. Sort of, but like round and floaty, but also raccoon. That's what I'm picturing. You mean old old Dune, Baron Harkonnen? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, that's what yep. I was like. Wait, uh, Dune, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying personality-wise. I'm just saying, like, to visualize sort of a beach ball-shaped raccoon floating through the air. That's kind of. Yeah, I may or may not be um, curating this right now, so I can send to the group. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have to guess anymore. Terrifying. <laughs> no, it's not. I was just thinking that if uh, if Silway hadn't. <laughs> saved Rotan's life like just a little bit ago I would be currently drawing up a character that you would run into in the Shadow Realm really? <laughs> uh, that would have been interesting hi I'm Shadow Realm Dan <laughs> <laughs> nothing sketchy about me <laughs> Shadow Realm Dan hi <laughs> don't mind me just hey, lurking in the back. Y'all want some candy? <laughs> it's first time I'll in the shadow realm. I'll make him out of Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's got a carriage that's all just boarded up, and it just has free candy written on the side of it. That's where I live. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice. I won't buy. Wisdom check. Hard. <laughs> Wisdom check. <laughs> Still, like, goes in the van. 